It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A couple of disappointing losses to the Arizona Diamondbacks after winning the first two games of the series, which gave them a five-game winning streak, 8 out of 10. The losses had us turning our attention back towards the future. As the season starts to wind down, the people want to know about the future of this organization. So we're going to get into some mailbag questions about that next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And where we start is just jumping right into the mailbag questions. We got a ton again, so thank you so much to everyone who participated and asked a question. Really appreciate it. First question comes from Joey is Daddy who says, with Jock warming up at first base, do you think they could re-sign him and platoon him at first and left? Let Belt walk and Jock, Wade, and Wilmer platoon at first. Do you, or do they try to sign Rizzo or another first baseman? So I just wanted to jump right into this point that has been made that uh, the reporters have seen Jock Peterson taking ground balls at first base and uh, speculation abounds because... He hasn't been doing that, and now he suddenly is. And so I do think it could indicate some kind of future possibility that, I mean, Brandon Belt with the injury, the knee issue, just not being able to stay on the field, and also just not being very effective this season, it's certainly a possibility to start thinking about the future of the first base position. And Jock Peterson is a serious threat at the plate, especially against right-handed pitching. Got a long track record. He's much younger than Brandon Belt. He's a local guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he was open to coming back and probably enjoys playing for his hometown team, even though it hasn't been the best year. Yeah, he's just 30 years old. So I could definitely see that as a possibility. And I'll, I'll throw in J.D. Davis as another guy who could platoon at first base, possibly. So I just wanted to throw that out there. The fact that Peterson has been taking ground balls at first base, it also makes us wonder about the rest of 2022. And if Brandon Belt, I don't know, I, I don't see them just cutting ties with Brandon Belt with just a month and a half left, given his his importance to this franchise over the last decade. But maybe they put him on the IL. I don't know. But the next point is related, and it comes from Zach who says, Elliot Ramos on the taxi squad is an interesting choice. Do you think the Giants might actually give their younger players some playing time? Do you think they should just do a mass promotion at this point? And then Wim Lincecum 
relatedly says if Elliot Ramos is being called upon because another player is being demoted and not because of an injury, does that signal they're focusing on next season? I ask because his numbers in AAA have been disappointing. Yeah, I would say that it would. If they just call up Elliot Ramos, I'm not exactly sure what the corresponding move would be if they were to do that. But the point to make here, just to be clear, is that there were reports yesterday that Elliot Ramos is going to be with the team in Colorado, but maybe just on the taxi squad, which we see all the time, just players on the taxi squad, and they don't actually join the active roster. But given the Giants' position, which, by the way, didn't worsen yesterday, even with the loss, the Padres also lost. So it's frustrating because you could have gained a game, but you didn't lose a game. So they're still just five and a half back, which, in my opinion, is not quite at the point where you're like, okay, we're done. They could easily, you know, you could be four and a half back at the end of today. I'm pretty sure the Padres play. Normally, every team plays on Friday. So I think the Padres are about to face the Nationals, or did they? I don't, I don't know. We'll have to look into that later. But the point is, are they going to give some younger players playing time? I would hope so, and I would imagine so, unless they get back into the race and they're doing it with their veterans. I wouldn't see them at that point like getting rid of veterans and bringing up young players if they get closer in this race. But given where they are, I definitely think it's time to start like, I wouldn't be opposed to just letting Elliot Ramos play, especially in Denver, where it's an easier place to hit. The point to make about Ramos is that it has very much been a disappointing season for Elliot Ramos, who spent the whole year in AAA, has played seven games in the majors, but otherwise in AAA, where he's hit 216 with a 306 on base and 318 slugging, good for just a 59 weighted runs created plus 100 is league at league average. So about 40, excuse me, uh, yeah, 41 points below league average by weighted runs created plus. And last year in AAA, he was at an 80 weighted runs created plus and just 107 in AA. So this is an extended period of time where Ramos just hasn't been an impact player, even in the minor leagues. And so I would just kind of keep my expectations somewhat low, but also he's on the 40-man roster. You can't just keep him, have him occupying a spot on your 40-man roster forever without give, you know pushing him. And I, I don't know. It's hard to explain what we've seen from him. He was a guy that I think a lot of people thought would just dominate in AAA and maybe could be a good player at the major league level, but always we thought he would do well in the minors, but he just hasn't the last couple of years. So unfortunately, they don't have, like, they're not brimming with top tier talent in the upper minors who are just absolutely destroying the league and who warrant a a call up. We'll get into some guys later on in today's show specifically, but I mean, Ramos is already on the 40 man, so I just wouldn't be opposed to, to just giving him some playing time given how this season has gone overall for the Giants. Like, you've got Mike Yastrzemski not doing anything either. And so, I don't know, maybe worth making a move there. I'm not sure. But that's why they pay these guys money to make these decisions. So in just a minute, we're going to talk about some more specific players, not just Ramos, but how about Jason Vossler, Luis Gonzalez, Von Brown. We're going to get into whether it's time to call these guys up or promote them. 
So all of that in just a second. But first, are you struggling with a bloated belly, uncomfortable digestive issues, or feeling tired and sluggish? There's a good chance you might have an overworked liver. Thanks to diets, high in processed foods, and exposure to thousands of harmful toxins. The solution, you need to cleanse and gently detoxify your liver. That's where Liver Health Formula from Pure Health Research can help. Liver Health Formula combines eight powerful nutrients such as turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract to gently detoxify your liver, restore comfortable and regular digestion, reduce belly bloating, and fill your days with renewed energy. As a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to those naughty foods. This makes the perfect complement to liver health formula. Go to getliverhelp.com MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of CurbFit with your order. Go to getliverhelp.com MLB to get started. All right, as promised, more questions and answers. We're just going to jump right in. The next question comes from Manny, who says, With the Giants at 500, is it time to call up the younger players? Ramos, Vossler, Gonzalez, Jelly, Von Brown, etc. So the difficulty, of course, is that there has to be a corresponding move for each and every one of these guys and a 40-man corresponding move if they're not yet on the 40-man and of the names you mentioned only von brown is not on the 40-man roster but like if you call up elliot ramos jason bossler luis gonzalez sean jelly that's four guys and so you'd have to make four corresponding moves and i just don't know like i think the suggestion and a lot of fans would probably agree and think that this might be the right move. And I'll address what I think in a second. But that for Ramos, you could like option Mike Yastrzemski. For Vossler, you could just cut ties with, I don't know, Tommy Lastella. For Luis Gonzalez, you could cut ties with Brandon Belt. For Jelly, you could just send down Zach Littell or something. So I think that it's fair to start asking these questions. But I don't know that you do all of that at once. I think maybe... Uh, Tommy Lastella is a guy who's going to come up a little bit later on and the question of what do they do with him because he's under club not club control he's signed to a guaranteed salary for next year and it's actually high it's 11 and a half million dollars even though this was a three-year 18.75 million dollar deal so it was heavily backloaded and yet he just hasn't been very good and so like if the question is should they play a younger player instead of just continuing to trot out Tommy Lastella, who's not even playing every day, even against right-handed pitching? The answer might start to be yes for me. And the the fact that they're still just five and a half back, I'm not quite at the point where I'm just like, yes, play all the young kids, no matter what it takes, uh, let these guys play. For someone like Vossler, who also hasn't done very well in the minors the last I had checked, but he has done very well when he's been at the major league level. I'm a bit surprised they haven't given him more of a look this season. And a bit surprised might be an understatement because he's hit 288 with a 351 on base, 530 slugging, a 143 weighted runs created plus in the majors this season. 
in the majors. It's a tiny sample. We're talking about 23 games, 74 plate appearances, but that's not that tiny. It's not like we're talking 11 plate appearances. 74, that's what he's been able to do, and yet they just keep sending him down, and he hasn't done very well in AAA, which also perhaps could give you hope for a guy like Elliot Ramos, who also hasn't done very well in AAA, and maybe maybe it's just psychological, and he just wants to be in the majors, and he's trying too hard in AAA. But for someone like Vossler, I'm surprised they haven't given him more of a look to see if he can be more of a foundational, not saying star, but like major leaguer, not a guy who's getting sent down all the time. So I would like to see Vossler over the last month. When rosters expand, certainly he's a guy I would try to make some room for and and give a look to. So the next question comes from Eric, who says, when will we see Kyle Harrison and what are the chances he skips AAA? Yeah, it's a good question, and I don't know the answer. His latest start, first start since turning 21 years old, he dominated. I think he pitched six innings, two hits, no walks, 10 strikeouts. And that's just kind of normal for Kyle Harrison in AA, where he's just 21 years old. And he's been there now for most of the season. And so Scott Harris, the Giants general manager, at some point this year was interviewed and talked about how there's definitely a possibility that Harrison makes it to AAA at some point this year. And that was shortly after he had been promoted to AA. Or I don't remember when exactly it was, but they're not just like, we're going to keep him in AA for the rest of the year. It's too much to expect him to keep climbing the ladder that quickly. So the fact that he's just dominated and and that Scott Harris said that would lead me to believe that there's a real possibility that Harrison gets promoted to AAA by the end of the year. And is there a chance he skips AAA? I mean, there could be. The thing is, he's not on the 40-man. There's no urgency to add him to the 40-man because he's not Rule 5 eligible. So maybe they don't want to have to do that whole dance where they add him to the 40-man, meaning they need to cut somebody off the 40-man. But when you're talking about a talent like this, maybe you don't want to just Maybe you just want to make the decision based on the talent and not based on not needing to like DFA some guy you just claimed off waivers two days ago, who's likely to be DFA'd anyway. So there's a lot of guys who are going to need to be added to the 40 man over the offseason, minor leaguers. Like, I believe I'm not 100% sure I'm right on this, but uh, Marco Luciano and Luis Matos and others, there's several guys, Will Wilson. Jairo Pomares, like many guys who would need to be added in order to be protected from another team just taking them in the Rule 5 draft, which is in December. So that's a consideration. So if you start adding Kyle Harrison and many others, then suddenly you, you've got a serious crunch on your 40-man roster. So I don't think it's likely that we see him this year in the major leagues. I'm not ruling it out, though, given how well he's performed. But I think if he keeps pitching well, then next year is definitely the ETA for Kyle Harrison, for sure, at the latest, if he keeps pitching well. If he takes a step back or an injury or whatever, that could change. Anyway, next question comes from Thomas, who says, Leon, DFA, when? Randy Rodriguez or Marciano, ready? Adon. So, yeah, I mean, when if we're, this is like what I was saying. They're five and a half back. They're not out of it. You're in Colorado. It's a tough place to like dominate. Giants have done it in the past, but the Rockies can be tough at home and that ballpark can be crazy. But 
they could easily win two out of three or sweep and gain some games. And then I don't know that you're just like DFAing Leon, especially when you're talking about calling up young players who are unproven and don't have a track record and could be as bad or worse. That being said, I mean, the peripherals for Leon, everything screams like a mid threes ERA and he has a mid fours ERA. And so I think he's been a little bit I don't want to call it unlucky, but just he's underperformed what we would expect based on some of the peripheral stuff. So I wouldn't rule it out. I think that if they fall further back, Dom Leone is a free agent at the end of the year. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility at all to expect if they fall further out of contention that you could see a DFA of Leone clears a 40 man spot, clears a active roster major league spot and you call up somebody else from the minors there's they have some options like you the guys you mentioned RJ Dabovich who hasn't done well but has moved quickly through the system and has really good stuff so we could definitely see some changes and turnover in the bullpen over the last month and a half of the season here so coming up in just a minute are there any positives looking forward to next year from this year this fan doesn't really think so, and I'm going to say that I, I do see some positives, so we'll get into that momentarily. But first, betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. I recently saw something. It was the odds of winning the World Series, I think, and they had the Giants at like plus 20,000 or something, plus maybe 2,000, and they had the Orioles. No, it was plus 20,000, which I thought was a little bit low. They had the Orioles at like plus 7,500. So I don't know, always interesting stuff to check out at Bet Online, which is where the game starts. All right, as promised, we're going to talk about is there hope? Are there reasons for positive? Is there are there any positives looking forward to next year? John says, are there any positives looking forward to next year? Rodon is more than likely gone. We don't have our core. We don't have any core guys looking solid enough consistently to even call core guys. Are we just going to be a platoon roster forever? Doesn't help that the bullpen struggles too. So, I mean, on the one hand, you mentioned someone like Carlos Rodon more than likely gone. That's the, I, I, I have this conversation every year. They've proven themselves to be able, even if Rodon leaves, to find somebody comparable. They've done it like every year for the last three years. Gosman, and then Gosman again, and then Rodon. And so they were able to bring back somebody who filled that kind of front of the, front of the rotation arm without committing a huge long-term deal, which is fraught with risk. When I look at someone like Patrick Corbin, it's easy to forget that he was the most sought after pitcher. I think it was actually the same offseason as Garrett Cole, but I digress. Matt Kane gave him this big contract and then it just didn't, he wasn't good for the entirety of the contract. So I'm not saying that it's necessarily a good thing 
to not sign a pitcher to a long-term deal. I'm not trying to say that, but I wouldn't be so wrapped up in negativity like, oh my God, Carlos Rodon is going to leave. And that's such a horrible thing because they've, their pitching has been fine. The last, they've done a really good job kind of filling out the, that rotation. And speaking of positives, they have like a full rotation already secured for next season. And to me, they do need to add, I've said this repeatedly, a frontline arm to pair at the top with Logan Webb, who's kind of showed some leaking some oil here in the last month or so, which is a concern. But whether it's Rodon or somebody else, and there are quite a few good starting pitchers out there this offseason, I think you bring in somebody and then you've still got Webb, Cobb, Wood, Junis, and DiSclefani all under contract for next year. So that's good to have the Giants rotation has been one of the best in baseball. And yes, Rodon has been the best on the Giants and he is a free agent, but the rest of them have been solid too. And they can all and will all be back. So that's a positive. Also, I kind of disagree that there's no guys who are solid enough consistently to even call core guys. I think that Tyro Estrada has emerged. He's very solid and consistent. And I think that he's, I'm not saying he's a star, but he's clearly a like major league player who's given that he's under club control for multiple more seasons, there's zero reason to think he's going anywhere and that he won't be playing a similar role next year and that he could even get better because he's only 26 years old. I think Logan Webb is a core guy. We've seen some struggles and his last start was not good. He didn't have any strikeouts, which is kind of alarming. First time in his career, but still clearly a core guy. And how about Camilo Duvall? He has absolutely broken out with this new sinker. And look, he could get blown up in Colorado. It's a tough place to pitch. So don't judge, don't judge him based on if these next few games go poorly in Denver. But he has been so good since introducing that sinker about a month ago. And he's under club control for like six seasons. And so that is great when you have a potential shutdown back end of the bullpen arm. That's a huge boost to your team that not a lot of teams have and every team wants and he's young and just really electric joey bart has taken a huge step forward since being called back up which is now close to two months ago and he's just been a different guy and so i get you he not necessarily a star either but i do think the potential is always in there for bart given the position he plays and the raw tools that he has the power and the arm like he has the potential to continue to develop and just be an impact player, but he certainly looks like a core piece in a way. I'm not guaranteeing success, but he he's not a guy they're just going to not have on the roster next year. And then talking about platoons, no. And there, there are certain, like Estrada, the guys I mentioned, Estrada is not platooned, Bart is not platooned. He doesn't play every day because it's a grueling position. And then it's going to be minor leaguers, guys like Luciano, Matos, I don't know, Von Brown, and others who are the guy, they're not going to be platooned, and they need to start developing these types of players who are just not platoon players. They're good, everyday type major league players. So no, they're not going to be a platoon team forever, but if there are platoon players, they're going to platoon them. And I think in the meantime, that's the best way to squeeze out value and they've done a pretty good job their offense has been 
above average this season by runs per game, by weighted runs created plus. They've had some guys really fall back and it's hurt them, but it's more like the Brandon Belts and Brandon Crawfords of the world who haven't done anything that has kind of dragged that down a little bit. But the platooning kind of works, like Jock Peterson in his platoon role, Slater in his platoon role. You've got Wilmer Flores, who's been more of an everyday guy. I would make it a priority to bring him back. I think he's been a really important part of this team. But I get your point, but I continue to kind of... they're. They're fine, I think, moving forward. And maybe you sign a big name free agent, maybe you don't. But there are some quality players out there, whether it's the top of the market guys like Aaron Judge. And there's also some, I don't want to call them mid tier because they're still really good players, but like Brandon Nimmo, I think, would also fit this team really well. And he's not a platoon player either. So, anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspic, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thanks in advance. And thank you to everyone who's done so already. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday breaking down this critical three-game series against the Rockies. Hopefully the Giants can gain some ground. But if they don't, then more and more we turn our attention to the future. So have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.